Welcome to Uncorked, the podcast brought to you by Team Corker. Today is a bro and sis episode. I'm Steph. And I'm Matt. And we're here to talk about one of my favorite words, no. (laughs) Now, we asked uh, some people online what questions they had for us and what they wanted to hear on the podcast. And so this podcast, thank you so much to Ursula and the lovely team at Trout & Taylor for suggesting, you know, how do I make more clear decisions in my life? How do I say no? How do I make choices when I have competing priorities? And so that's what we're here to jam on today. I love it. Now, Steph, tell me about your relationship with no. Oh, Did it always start out so easy to be able to say yes and no? No, (laughs) in fact. Um, When I look back, I think when I started the world of recruiting, started in the world of recruiting, I realized that everyone wants a little bit of your time. And depending upon the brand that you're working for, everyone wants to work for that brand. And uh, what I learned was that I only had so many hours in the day. And Uh, people were like, you know, can we just get together for a coffee and talk about it? And I don't know if it was like this in Toronto or if it's a Vancouver thing, but I'm like, Vancouver is a city of professional coffee drinkers. Mm. I was like, if I said yes to everyone who wanted to have coffee back in the day, I would have just drank coffee for eight hours and then come back to my desk to like get work done. And that was really where it began. And as I became more focused and dare I say, problem with being a triple A type that dreams of being an overachiever is you want to get things done. And I understand that a relationship isn't something you can just get done. And the beauty of, I think, good recruiters is that you're constantly forming those relationships. And I said, how can I be ruthlessly focused and do a great job while no longer having coffee? And when I started saying no to coffee dates, I, I got many, many hours back in my week and I realized that for a long time I felt weird in the way in which I worked best and you actually helped me distinguish that it's not weird, it's just the way that works for me and the way that works for me is, is no chitter chatter I am all about the pitter-patter, let's get at her. <laughs> and and then that carried on into other areas of my life as well because um, especially as training increased and, and, and just life, I became um, really not excellent at, at saying yes to everything. And it's hard for me to even articulate this on the podcast because it makes me feel stingy and it makes me feel not generous with my time and... Um, it makes me feel like you're a human. I mean, don't you just owe it to another human to to be so kind? And what I have really made my mission to be that I promise I will give you what you need and it might be over a five-minute phone call. Hmm. So I will give you a solid, yes, I want to help you and I don't want to meet you for coffee. Yeah. What I love is our, you know, one of our core beliefs is time is precious, change your life today. And that notion of time is precious. 
and that it doesn't need to take an hour out of your day to have a meaningful conversation or to add value into someone's life or to um, be a friend. It doesn't like we, we I've almost experienced my life being organized according to our calendar. And I love my calendar. So dear Google sweet, I still love you. Totally. And the 30 minute chunk right and the hour default meeting time not necessary it's not necessary and so you actually were the one to be like I'll meet you like over the phone and it'll take 10 minutes yeah and we get to catch up on the weekend and you get to ask me all these questions and I get to hear about how your life is and we get to share back and forth that was 15 minutes of my time and I didn't need to travel anywhere to do that Mm -hmm. and there's something magical about that and when I do want to spend an hour of the time it's probably not at a coffee shop. Right. Like come sweat with me. Absolutely. Let's go have dinner together. Let's do something that I'll actually get lost in the time. And I don't want to feel like I'm scheduling you in. Yeah. You know, for me, one of the moments I remember I was working at UBC and it was, I was helping coordinate the graduation ceremonies and the experience of graduation just wasn't working. And we just kept doing the same thing. And my boss at the time was like, well, this is what we've always done. Mm -hmm. And I remember our good pal, Seth, said the first thing that you need to do is stop doing what doesn't work. Mm. And the thing that stops us from innovating, from changing, from saying yes to that side project is because we keep investing And in this case, I kept seeing like, oh, we do the same thing over and over again. And it's not driving the results that we're looking for. And so one of the things that we said no to was booths at events. And I said, there's no way our organization or our department is going to show up with a booth. They don't work. They don't get enough traction. No one cares if we have a fancy keychain or a colorful booklet. Mm. We're in a sea of people with fancy keychains and colorful booklets. So how do we support an event without being there with a booth? And all of a sudden, the office started to create more ideas. And so it was actually like I had to say no to something that we've always done in order for people to see what was different and what could be then possible. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, I'm going to say no to coffee. So what is a yes instead? Absolutely. And it gives the opportunity to then in, for me, no has become a, um, an opportunity to think more creatively Mm, because it's like, I can't do everything. As you said earlier, like I can't do everything in a day. Mm -hmm. My day time is limited. I only have so much energy in a day. Well, correction, we can do it all in a day. Just what we do and how we do it is the distinction. Mm. So I think I can talk to all the people that wanted to go for coffee and have X number of meetings, conversations, interviews, as long as I don't spend eight of those hours at a coffee shop. Right. That was the distinction. So I think it's that's powerful. Now, so here we go. What happens when... We have what happens for you, Steph, when you have competing priorities where people have asked for the same chunk of time. Let's call it an evening event. I'm laughing as I oh even ask gosh. this question because for all of you who know my lovely sister Steph, she probably wants to be in bed by eight o'clock every night. So the idea of an evening event is like it ends by 
like 745 at the latest, which is All not right. always the case. He's exaggerating because <laughs> lately I have made it to double digits. You really have. And the joke used to be, when can you go from double digits to single digits, like stay up from 12 until one. And that was like, (laughs) that is on another planet. And it's funny because again, this is, I mean, you're just getting to like the nitty gritty grossness of stuff. There are things that I don't like to admit. I'm not super proud of the fact that I don't like going out because it makes me feel weird. It makes me feel like I'm not like everyone else. What's the problem with an evening event? And the problem with an evening event is at 9 o'clock, I become a bit of a monster. And I'm not a lot of fun to be around. I am not my best self. And I'm totally exhausted. Mm. And so... if And the context for people who would just be like, who may not know you well, the reason you're exhausted at 9 o'clock is because you were up at 5 o'clock and you probably put in three or four hours of training time before you hit your inbox. This is true. So your athletic endeavors also say, hey, if you want to be, you know, a professional triathlete, you don't stay up till one o'clock in the morning. Well, I want to be, my favorite distinction is that I want to be a professional triathlete that runs a business. And I am really proud that we have a company and I get to commit my life to a vocation that I love so much. And I know there are many awesome athletes that don't have to or choose to do that. And it's a great balance for me. My um, my decision-making factor is that I never want to miss a morning workout. It impacts my whole day. It's mm. my most cherished, important time. I spring out of bed for a morning workout. So to answer your question about evenings, I think what is the most important place, what is the most important event for me to be at um, in an evening that will allow me to still be home in in time to not miss a morning workout. Hmm. And it's another great example of like, we can have it all. I can totally go to events. I just need to be able to plan the logistics of getting home so that I can get sleep. And I get that 5 a.m. isn't for everyone. And I also get that some people don't maybe cherish sleep the same way. And I just started getting more sleep. And oh my gosh, I feel like I'm on drugs, like a new human. So I don't think like no sleep bragging is bragging. I mean, we all just need more sleep. Exhausted isn't cool. Well, that's like to riff on that a little bit. Um, we recently posted about how companies are killing their staff. Oh gosh, yeah. And it's like, they're overworked, they're chronically stressed, they're depressed, they feel isolated and alone, and companies are mandating and creating environments that encourage this. And so the study is amply titled, You're Killing Your Employees. And the idea of like, if I, if we repeatedly had staff members coming in tired, exhausted, burnt out like we're killing our people yeah and the idea of like bragging about oh look how tired I am look how overwhelmed and stressed I am as a way it's almost like the new oh I got so many emails I'm so Mm. busy it's like I'm exhausted yeah and they just it's like the nature of being burnt out um I think is the next like that's totally not cool and it's actually diminishing your health and are you actually asking for me my help in this moment like when you tell me you're exhausted and tired and burnt out, like, is that the subtle hint that we need to start taking? Like, I can help you there. 
Well, you know, I had a meeting, um, and I had a meeting with an excellent human being who I love a lot. And this person told me that they were missing their morning workouts because work was so busy. And I looked at them with a lot of love and said, when you're hitting your morning workouts, let me know. Because if you are not able to schedule in 30 minutes, and it could be 30 minutes of meditation, if that is the right thing for you that day, um, there's a greater problem. And I... I give myself this hit of medicine. I think it is so important, our health. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think our health is so important. And the power of saying no allows us to live the healthiest version of our lives. And that is so different for everyone. Mm -hmm. I'm a morning person. I choose my morning workouts. I love my morning workouts. I feel like I perform better during the day once those are done. Yeah, That's not for everyone. If it's not for you, that's totally cool. Just realize we're always exchanging something. So if you're going to give up an hour of your sleep, what are you giving it up for? And that that negotiation really helped me in making powerful yeses and nos. Mm -hmm. Because I said, am I willing to give that up for this? Another great distinction um, or decision-making tool, I should say, was in the world of food. And um, the ability to make commitments around food. Food is social. We are social. I don't really drink, so I'm weird. Again, the more I say it, the more I'm totally going to be okay with it. Uh, so it was about what, what, you know, where do you socialize so that you have calories that count and uh, it's not necessarily just around alcohol. Because those were things I wasn't willing to exchange for an hour of sleep or a good workout the next morning. I think that that's such a great decision-making tool to be able to say, if I am taking, if I'm going to say yes to this and it's going to go against a prior commitment that I have, is it actually advancing another commitment that I have? Totally. So if my commitment's to my health and my morning workout and I'm going to attend this event, does that event actually advance another commitment? Is mm -hmm. it for a cause that I care about? Is it for a person that I care about? And is it aligned with my commitment? Or am I saying yes to this event because I think I have to mm -hmm. or because oh, I think yeah. I should show up to obligation. it? And like obligation is heavy. Let that shit go. Like totally. <laughs> um, I remember when Chad and I first started dating and Chad for work, he works in, in hospitality and so he has to go to a lot of events and there's a lot of events that are held in Vancouver where you show up and impress people. And there's a lot of charity events that happen where it's like no one really knows what the charity does or what the charity is for or whatnot. And you just go to show off your like new Gucci bag or your new like you brag. Show yeah, show and tell. You brag about what your job is or you brag about how exhausted you are. <laughs> and no one really is connected to the cause or the community. Mm. And Chad would, early on in our relationship, Chad would come home and I'm like, I, I'm a hard no on those events. Yeah. Like there's nothing more vapid than hearing about someone list off their resume and like, I want to be in meaningful conversations. Totally. So I choose not to go to events where it's like a pure cocktail reception 
and we're standing around drinking and talking about nothing. Yeah. It's like, I'm totally game to network at an event where I learn something or we're challenged to be, to experience something new. And there's so many events in Vancouver like that as well. So it's like, I don't totally. ever feel like I have to, I'm not staying home at, at, at night. Um, but it's also that moment of like, am I actually engaged in the right, com- in the conversations that light me up with yeah. the people that light me up yeah. for causes that I care about? Well, and to that point, I do think there is something powerful around uh, the Myers-Briggs assessment on being an introvert or an extrovert mm-hmm. and not the introvert or extrovert that you might think by definition, but rather where do you get energy from? Right. And in the world of going to events from Trout, the, the question from Trout and Taylor, uh, I think you and I could answer that very differently from a sense of where do you get energy from and where do I get energy from? And that could be the baseline of what mm-hmm. events to go to. Um, where do you get energy from and how do you decide what events are important? Usually, like, the baseline for me is do I know the organizers or people that are supporting the event? Mm. Because I always want to show up as a champion to my friends and my community. And if you know them, then you're a yes? Then I'm a yes. It could be, like, an art show or a performance or a charity function. Like, it takes freaking guts to say we're going to put on something and I'm going to show up. Showing up. Yeah. Gosh, that's another thing I'm very passionate about. We'll <laughs> save that for a different podcast, but yes. Yeah. And so I think that like, I wanted my friends to know that when it matters, when they're like, I just hope there's bums in seats that like, I'm a guaranteed, You're bringing a bum. I'm bringing a bum. I'm a guaranteed <laughs> bum in seat. Yeah. Um, cause that matters. What about you? Where do you get your energy? Wait, oh. that's, those are the events. Uh, so it doesn't matter the size of the event. It doesn't matter the location of the event. No. No. Okay. And I think that that's because sometimes like some of my friends would want to host, uh, like very formal champagne flutes being passed around event. And some of my other friends would want to host a board game night at their house. Right. And it just, but like, it's the first time that they've done a board game night so that they're a little nervous about doing it or it's their favorite thing to do. And, right. you know, I want to be there to support. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's just go for weirdo number four or 400 of this podcast for Steph is I am a raging introvert. I most certainly get my energy from being alone. Uh, being alone or being in a very small group of people one-on-one is pretty awesome for me. Um, and I love human beings and I love knowing what they're up to. And I love, to your point, I really admire the guts it takes to put an event on. So to honor their guts, I will really rally and show up with my guts to important events that hit my heart. Mm. Um, they are on purpose and my presence is exceptionally intentional. I, it's not lost on me that you won't know that if I was there or not, but I'm going to be there. Yeah. My preference in the world of events is to send Matt Corker. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. I know that that Matt Corker will represent team Corker in perfect fashion. And I trust that, um, you know, if you like Matt Corker, then you really, 
I want to say that those that love Matt Corker are disappointed when they meet Steph Corker. Not at all. Not at all. Um, Self-deprecation is no so place on the pod. My <laughs> preference is small and intimate. My preference is one-on-one. -on -one. I want to know what makes your heart beat, and I want to cut the fluff. And sometimes it's hard to talk about that around those champagne flutes. Yeah. So whatever it takes to get to the heart of the matter, I want to know. And if it's an event with more people, or certainly if it's an event that requires me to dry my hair, I send Matt Corker. <laughs> so saying no, it gives you more space to do everything that you need to do in a day. It gives you the creativity to think of how to do it differently. And especially when choosing between commitments, and in this case we talked about events, it's does it actually align with other commitments we have if we're in my in, whole life in my whole life yeah and also does it actually align with how i like to get my energy in a day yes because if i don't if i show up in a, at an event and i'm checked out and bummed out like get your butt out of that seat and totally. give it to someone that actually would love to be there absolutely yeah yeah i love it okay let's wrap it up what is making your heart beat faster these days stepher well in the name of the opposing word to know is yes and my yes to stay up from double digits to single digits my yes my most passionate powerful beautiful yes is to go and cheer for you at lip service oh gosh <laughs> and it's to cheer for you and really for everyone that takes that stage i am in awe to me it is like watching the olympics it is a stage i would never ever ever in a million years step on and i get sort of the background view of your preparation that goes into it um, but it's a very big secret, so I don't actually get to see anything ahead of time. Uh, and you were impeccable and amazing. Your team was just off the charts, <clears throat> the champs. And every single performance blew... Blew me away. Blew my brains. Yeah. So it... My, yeah, my most powerful yes, my one late night is lip service. And I, I watch my videos on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> The one thing I love about you is that you find a song or a video and just continue to watch it. So it's just hilarious to see me in one of those videos now. Yes. Um, and for those of you who don't know, Lip Service was a great event that was just recently hosted here in Vancouver. It's a lip sync battle for charity. All of the money raised. They raised over $15,000 this year. Um, and all of that money goes to We Charities and Imagine One Day's work in Ethiopia to support quality primary education. Um both infrastructure and leadership. So it's such a cool event. Amazing. What's making your heart beat faster, bro? Speaking of events, uh, Movement 108. So Aaron DeJong and I um, are teaming up to offer a weekend called AWOL. And it's a weekend retreat up in the Sunshine. Wait, what does AWOL stand for? Uh, a weekend of leisure. <laughs> Acronym. <laughs> and uh, May 11th to 13th, we're going to go up to the Sunshine Coast. It's a beautiful property. It's going to be a small, intimate group that we take up. We're going to sweat. We're going to laugh. We're going to go on an outdoor hike. We're going to do some yoga. It's going to be a great time with just chill people. And what's great about it is that it's almost like a choose your own adventure. So if you want to take part in everything, awesome. And if you want to just come grab your book and meet us by the fire at night, awesome too. I heard that you have someone wonderful coming to prepare you food. Oh, maybe. Is that true? Maybe not. Uh, but what I do know for sure is that people will be able to sign up via the link below. Perfect. Okay. We'll make sure that happens. Say yes to that. <laughs> <laughs> Big love.